Hello there. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode 54 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my slightly distracted by Disney Plus co-host, co-pilot, huh? Rebel, what? Where? Spy, What's happening? Charlie. Charlie, how you doing tonight? I don't know. How am I? I'm great. I'm good. No, I'm doing something um, somewhat, somewhat scurrilous uh, that I can't tell you about that might involve some thing that might get me um, assaulted by Mickey Mouse. So uh, no, it's all fine. I'm, I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. We're good. We're yeah, it's we're fine. The, it's the cool. Crisis, uh, right now, Mark is apparently I mean, personal friends with Mickey, so you're good. Yeah, the gotcha. besties. There's, yeah, good stuff. Uh, and that voice you heard is returning guest. This is what three, four times you've been on right now. I think this, this is, is the fourth. Four. With you going through it, you reminded me of all yeah. of the other episodes that I've right. done. So I think this awesome. might be the fourth episode. Well, Kate, uh, thanks for for joining us again. This is this is awesome to have you back. And Absolutely. Last time you were on episode forty five. This time it's episode fifty four. Flipping those numbers and just getting yes. you back. That's great. And we'll have to split them in half or take the lean or do some kind of like, calc. I never made it to calculus. So uh, square root times pi will be the next number that you're on. No, <laughs> I don't know. Or just when you ask me next. I mean, I had said, well, if five plus four is nine, so we could do 90. And Mark said that I'm not allowed to wait that long to come that's back on. Much. So yes, yeah, that's, there, that's way does. too much. There's Sorry, no folks. Formula. You're stuck with me. The, uh, the sound you may have heard there was Charlie's smoke alarm going off as his brain tried to do math. I could watch that in real time. If you're not watching the YouTube video, now's Wait, a great time to subscribe. I, you can actually I, see the smoke coming out of the If I lift this, maybe we'll... Oh, 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 oh there's a... Yeah. It's already dissipated. That's, that's <laughs> Perfect. Uh, just like just like blasters, you got to you gotta lift that vent so they don't pew, overheat. Pew, pew, um, pew. I think that, that would be canonical because that's... So the, the Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR game, you actually have to like vent your blasters or they will overheat. Ooh. And I think I think that game's canonical. So that that should be like an actual thing in Star Wars where where some of the blasters you just kind of need to like you know, let off a little steam. I mean, I yeah, I would I would think so. Anything that came out post uh, you know, Disney whatever, they they yeah. maintain that stuff's all canonical. So right. There you go. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the needler in Halo. Uh, (laughs) Needle, needle. Or any of the Halo weapons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty close, actually. Kind of feel that that same kind of Halo vibe for some of of that. Anyway, I'm way off topic. Uh, (laughs) I do that. You're welcome. That's fine. It happens. It's it's us. Uh, So I think we've been through most of the the Star Wars origin story for Kay, but uh, let's... I think one thing you, you mentioned when we were talking a little bit before we started recording was, I don't know if we went through your favorite character. So yes. if anyone's curious about your Star Wars origins, go back and listen to the other episodes. Um, but let's let's talk about your favorite character. Um, my favorite character, I had to think about this for a second. And then I realized, like I started thinking about all the sassy droids mm. because I, I thought of, you know, of uh, Chopper. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, he's a great droid. And then I remembered HK-47. Um, and so for anyone who doesn't know, that is the droid from KOTOR, uh, who is an assassination droid. And he refers to every, um, I guess, like biological creature as just meatbag. Um, and it was actually programmed. You find out later he was actually programmed by the main character to refer to everyone as meatbag because they thought it was funny. Um, and it he is, is just, funny. yeah, is he funny. is just I'm like pinnacle, 
Yeah, pinnacle sassy droid energy right there. I don't think you can tell me that there's a sassier droid than HK-47. Yeah, if, if like if, if Chopper could speak I in, think... in, you know, like in, in basic rather than yeah. like if we could understand what Chopper was saying. Sure yeah, you know, I think it. Chopper might give him a run. That would be one of those um, like sideshows or like side mm. episodes of Chopper and HK-47 getting together. I don't know if the galaxy could handle it, but mm. I would be there for that episode like i yeah. would love just a spin-off series of those two even though they like you know they are not around in the same timeline at all but weirder stuff has happened yeah plus they're droids i mean you can kind right? of keep you're replacing parts and kind of you yeah. know, everlasting life as long as you you maintain them kind of thing yeah i guess so yeah, kind of um yeah i'd love to see that at least like, <laughs> if someone has like a fan fiction of that one like send it our way because I, <laughs> yes. I just like now i need that to be a thing uh, I'm not going to write it myself, but I need that to be a thing. Like I need just sassy droid action. Just uh, that uh, you're like past the point of sassy at that, like with, with that team up specifically, like that's just, like you said, like galaxy ending. Yeah. Shows. Because neither of them, they're just going to keep trying to one up each other. And there's going to be a point where either they're going to go full circle and accidentally save the entire galaxy while trying to destroy it. Mm. Or, they're going to become the ultimate Sith Lords. <laughs> the only one potential saving Either grace or. that I could picture for this scenario, aside from accidentally saving the universe, is one of them, probably Chopper, just gets jealous of someone else kind of like having to share that spotlight and just like pushes them out of right. the Right. Well, and, but that's We've that's where you that end up with the Sith Lord thing is because there can mm, only be one. Power, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so right. then they end up with this huge power struggle. I like it. I uh, feel like I, we've already written the fanfic at this point. Like think, yeah, we're giving, we're giving you notes. So anyone who wants to write this, um, you can totally do it. Just give us a copy of it. Um, it's we'll, it's, a, it's yeah. amazing how we're not making this big money. Oxford and I have been chasing <laughs> this for years and uh, nothing has, nothing has come of it. I just, mm -mm. It's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. I'm very, yeah. very disappointing, but yeah. if, uh, <laughs> I think Kennedy's listening. You know, Say um, la vie. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Uh, one, one other one. I can't remember if I asked. Favorite affiliation. This is kind of a newer question. I think you may have been one of the I, first. I don't that. know if I answered this. I feel like I mm -hmm. might have just because um, I know I love the bounty hunters, but also mm. um, I do love the style of the Empire. Like, right. Just, okay. you know, fascism, you might, yeah. fascism knew how to make those angles with their yeah. clothing. It's always very minimalist. Very angular. Um, the boots. Yeah. It's all and, about the boots. Um, Aaron and I play, my spouse Aaron, we play um, the uh, Star Wars, the little mini game with the ships. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and he, oh, I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And he likes the A-Wing because um, it's clunky and it's stupid. Uh <laughs> So right. that's his what's, favorite what, ship. So he's always like? the rebels, and I always so fast though. I like the A wings. <laughs> um, and I play the Empire, of course, and because again, cooler ships, in my opinion, they're they're sleek, they're cool. I know, and All you know, right. okay. we can agree to All disagree. Right. We can agree right. to disagree. It's fine. Um, just you can know I'm right. So <laughs> every time we're playing, I always you know I always play the Empire. So a little too soon. 
Mark is now changing his mind on when he's going to have me on. He's like, she's dissing all my ships. Yeah, maybe we're going 145 for this one. Uh, oh, <laughs> stretch it out. Yes. Yeah, the give, her t- give her a little time to think about what she's done. Yeah. yeah. I, I just in love. Because I honestly, I don't, I don't care that much. I just always think it's funny when people do care a lot. Um, so... Uh, that's, I, yeah. that, that's very empathetic of you, Kate. I really, I really <laughs> think it's funny when idiots care about things. No, I like when people get like aggressive. Like if I say that I like the Empire Ship, and they're like, "Oh my god, how could you like this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I think they're cool. Like I think it, the Empire did have style." It's, it's a good thing <laughs> we don't have. I was gonna say that we, we don't need to have a Star Wars show where we have you and Todd on at the same time. She'd be like, no. "I love the Bad Batch. How could you love the Bad Batch?" He has mar, 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 told mar, mar. me so many times where he's like, "We're just." we're done with what's with uh david or whatever is that makes it he's like he's had his time and i'm like he will he will never have his time you know he's making stuff he's cashing the checks that Mm -hmm. that's 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 feloni time it's it's no no baloney feloni you just call it that (laughs) hashtag trademark there you go oh my god it's officially a Holocron Chronicles episode. We're nine minutes in. We've already shit all over Todd. So congratulations. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to try, try to keep it to a lean 3.30 next time if I can get it in. Yeah. I'm sorry, Todd. We love you. I've got to just replace this starting hello there with just something I'm making fun of Todd. Just like hello intro there. two seconds. Yeah. Hello there. If you want to accept Todd. Okay. Exactly. Uh, we will not. We will not allude to this one. We mark when we have to, you know, do our recorded bit with Todd when the show. Yeah, he's gonna have to listen to it <laughs> to make sure we're not right. Fun of him or we yeah, are. quality um, control. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, so, hi, Todd. I hope you're listening. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's let's jump into some news because I checked right before we started recording. I can't see it online yet. I've been looking for the As- last two hours. Nothing. As we're speaking, potentially the the new season three Mandalorian trailer. I think I just watched it. Is somewhere? Oh no! Shit. Wow, really? Are you serious? Yeah, because I oh I, I just saw on the on your notes you were like, oh, Mandalorian season three trailer. I'm like, oh, I should watch that before. It was supposed to drop during the football game. Um, it, yeah, because there's this wild card game on right now. Hold on, let me keep refreshing. Nope, nope. Oh, no, no. no. I guess this one was from like two two weeks ago. Yeah, there, so there that was, was the one I must have watched. There was a 10-second teaser trailer on last night. Like, watch it during the game. But it's it's so dumb. Like, oh, we're still trying to make network television relevant. So here's a trailer that you're going to watch on <laughs> YouTube anyway. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who literally was raised on the backs of network television because my mom was a TV ad sales rep when I was growing up. It's you know, but I also used to sell newspaper advertising the first half of my career, which is also no longer a thing. So stuff changes. Give it up. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Just put it on YouTube and stop stop screwing us around. Like my like the Ant Man tickets. We bought I bought Ant Man tickets a little over an hour ago because they went on sale at eight p.m. And it was like they're going to go on sale during the NFL wild card game, and I'm like, because why? Okay. But then that just means you're not going to be watching the wild card game because you're going to be buying tickets. Yeah. I'm on my computer hitting refresh. Exactly. Oh so I, like, okay, I'm I'm going to play the Canadian card here. And like the, oh, you know, where you don't understand the like the crazy the American go, capitalism. <laughs> not, not, not even that. Like the go sports. Like I don't really. I'm, I don't really follow. Dude, no, I mean, sports. but you're a Canadian, so like, it's not. It's not is, hockey and curling and stuff. You're not in all the, that stuff. Is the Venn diagram of like Star Wars and Marvel fans and football fans like? Is that like a how close is no circles? Not to me? Like, not, that, not, you know, not even a little bit. I mean, I know yeah. I'm generalizing. I think, but most. I mean, I, 
Oxford's a big football game. He right. football guy. He lives in Minnesota. He loves his Vikings. You know, I'm from Michigan. We we all hate love the Lions, but <laughs> if at all. But I don't. You know, I I think a lot of enjoying something like football and watching it all the time has to do with. Um, you know, growing up having a, a had, you know a parent or an uncle or somebody who loved that stuff, and I I didn't. You know what? I was my my folks were divorced. My dad wasn't at home. I didn't watch football with anybody. Ruined my life. Uh, no, I <laughs> saved my life because it pushed me into this life. But I just don't care in the slightest about like you know Todd plays fantasy football. I just I just don't get it. So uh, TLDR, I, I don't think that there's a Venn diagram that somehow puts together this what we do and sports ball i just yeah i I mean i think that you can definitely have some fan overlap i'm not sure how strong the fervor is for one or the other i mean i don't really know anyone who is i want to say like a serious fan of you know the geek culture stuff that we do and is also a serious fan of football except for maybe todd um, I just right. learned that. And um, I know a couple for sure that, yeah. that do like full, like that circle, right. like those two circles are pretty much one circle. Yeah. Like a couple I mean, of people I can yeah. think of obviously, but like, you know, ge- general, like to, you know, to Charlie's point, why, why drop it there first? Why not? You know, I'm, I'm going to wait for it to hit YouTube either way. I'm not going to like tune into a random football game. To be right. Like, you probably have better yeah. chances with like a Twitch shit. stream or something. Yeah. Probably so. I mean, yeah. you could see, like I said, from the Even old model. Like- yeah. From the old model of marketing and networks and da da da. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? There's going to be an extra drive because there's going to be a trailer or whatever. So here's $30 million Ford. Get, you know, uh, give us $30 million Ford Motor Company and you can put your new self-driving car that Mark was telling me about on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I definitely, I, I will, I grew up watching football with my dad. So I know the games and the rules and everything. And I definitely enjoy it when it's on. Um, but my, for me, it's more watching it with someone versus just like, I don't just watch the games to watch the games. Right. Um, so, right. I mean, if, if I am part of that Venn diagram, it's a very small overlap so, with the football. Like I would never tune into a game to, just so I could see like a, you know, two minute trailer that again, I can watch on YouTube later. I'm not going right. to waste all of that time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Boy, we are really moving mountains on this episode. Yeah. Of the show. <laughs> what a philosophical crammed, discussion. Just absolutely crammed over all popular culture and the sports culture. And Todd, our co-founder, we're just, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, this is the inmates running the asylum. It's just, yeah, it's Let's more more, monkey, more monkeys and circus. Draft. Oh boy. That was great. Uh, so generalizations aside, and I, I'm sorry, I, I launched into that little tangent, but I just like, it struck me as kind of weird. Just like, all right, wait, you nerds watch football. Um, <laughs> you can't get into the sports. Do, do, How, uh, do the football. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like from big bang theory. Oh, sports. Shirt up sports. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how how hyped are you guys for the new season? Not oh. not even seeing this new trailer. Uh, My we're, God. we're pretty close to it dropping. Uh, Kay, how how you feeling? So I watched the trailer that was from two weeks ago, thinking it was the trailer from tonight. Well, that was very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was super exciting. Um, and honestly, watching it, it felt much more like season one. I was getting the vibes of. Mm. Um, where I love that we're going back to the lore that was kind of sort of explored in Rebels. The Manda lore. The Manda lore. Boom. I see what you did there. Love me a good dad pun. You got that? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see where they go with that. I mean, I was I wasn't really I didn't love um finding out that they were gonna um 
oh my word, I just Boba Fett. I wasn't thrilled that they were going to put Boba Fett into season two. I was like, that feels a little forced, it, and it did. It seemed <laughs> a little out turn, of place. Turned yeah. into a very forced TV show that they right. had to bring Mando into, and it's still sucked. right. Amazingly, so yeah. I so come back for season three, not to disappoint yeah. you preemptively. That was uh, yeah. That was so that wasn't wasn't great for me, but I do enjoy where they're it looks like they're going from the trailer in season three so i'm you know mm-hmm. one of my trademarks i'm hopefully or skeptically optimistic like tentatively optimistic skeptively optimistic. i uh i don't know if you guys saw the new poster i'm holding it up on my phone oh my god oh, now that is a great it example is. of a working father right there look at that shit fantastic so oh it's uh, amazing taking your kids to work every day that's basically mando just a flying jetpack. There's explosions or fire beneath him. He's shooting his pistol, and Grogu's just up in his other arm. Uh, I wonder what? if Grogu's like, clapping. oh, probably he's yeah. having a great time. Holy shit, this is great! One thing I there, there's a thing on his like on his leg. I'm not sure if it's the dark saber or not. Some people were asking like, where's the dark saber? I think it's there, but it might not be. Um, but it's it. it even just that poster is very action packed right. where a lot of, you know, some of the other posters have been him kind of walking or the mm-hmm. ship or this or that, like this one is just like in your face action. Do you guys want a more action packed, like bombastic kind of. That was the one thing that I was a little bit hesitant of. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was like, I really, I hope that the mo like all this action that they're packing into the trailer it isn't actually as action heavy as mm-hmm. they're making it seem and that it can be more about the history of Mandalore and the problems that arose with it. But mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. What I do you mean, think, Charlie? <laughs> there's no doubt it'll be explosion-y. Um, uh, but again, um, and uh, it better be full of a lot of action and we're going to be hearing about it from Todd because he doesn't like talking. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that there's room for both without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, Star Wars is known for the, the wars part of it, as opposed to the, the, the talkie part of it. It's not um, called Star Talkie. Star Talkie, Star Talkie Trekkie. Uh, yeah, I say that or, would be Star Trek. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yes, but w- would I like to see them, you know, embark a little bit more on the world building? I think Mando has done a nice job with some of that. Like some of the weird little places Mando has to visit. Remember when he visited that planet that you see the crazy ring and then this, the, the as the sun rose, you could see it was all cities and stuff. Like you know, show mm-hmm. us, show us more of that. Absolutely, but yeah, to have the majority that was in Boba Fett, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, that was yeah, that was in Boba Fett. That That's when Boba, Boba Fett went to Halo. Thing that Bo- was Halo, yeah. But I but but wasn't it Mando? Because Boba didn't really. It, leave was, it was, but that was the the. Remember, there was like two and a half episodes that were just Mando in yeah, the middle of because Boba Fett? they because Boba yeah, Fett because, sucked. Yes, I do remember. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, almost, I almost see like Mando st- stepping into the ready r- the, the 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 writers room, and be like, whoa, 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 whoa! I did pump the brakes, little buddy. I got this one. Yeah, yeah. Mando pulls a She-Hulk and is just like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah, exactly. He takes on <laughs> Kevin. So for Kevin, it's it's Kathy K H Y. Oh my I god! I want to see a Kathy droid. That'd be amazing. Oh my god! Oh, so yeah, I would. Yeah, I agree. I I'm I'm with Kate as usual uh that lore building um doesn't have to be exclusive doesn't have to be exclusive being excluded from uh star mm-hmm. wars and it just has it doesn't have to be explosions and pew pews because we had 
no story in Boba Fett, and it sucked because they would occasionally drop in a big explosion or a rancor or the the day glow punks spinning around shooting their pistols pew 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 and there was no there was nothing else you never got through any of that figuring out why boba fett did anything that he did and we don't have the problem with mando we have watched him evolve from the, the crusty the cold-blooded and then he broke his code so that he could save this kid he loved and then you know taking him everywhere and trying to help him fulfill his destiny but ultimately the kid wants to be with him and it's just it's a it's an endearing father and child love story and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i'd lo- love to see it go on it's the best thing that star wars has done in my opinion since the ot without a doubt i think mando is yeah i agree with that mando is the stamp uh, as yep. far as i'm concerned so yeah this i is- would say live action wise that is correct right mm. Mm. Yeah. So- solid call Gotcha. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah, those those last several episodes of Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Order sixty six was mm-hmm. was the best and best thing animated, hands down, in my opinion. We we had a nice long episode about that way back when. And I would I wouldn't be surprised as this show goes on forever and ever if we come back and revisit that again because it was that good. Yeah, yeah. maybe when the Ahsoka series starts airing. Ooh, <gasps> ding yeah, ding 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 ding. Guess That's who cool. guess who's guesting on a special episode? Won't be yes. ninety. I bet it'll be somewhere in the sixties though, because we're getting that this year, so um, so look at that. All right, building the schedule. Cool. Ahsoka is my girl. I will definitely. I mean, next to Kate AK or next to um HK forty seven, it would be Ahsoka next. So and maybe, yeah, maybe Sabine, Sabine and Ahsoka. And they're and they're and they're both going to be in uh, mm-hmm. the show together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Super good. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. yeah. I very super hard Mando. i can't wait to and see we thought this was gonna be a short episode we're we're gonna start uh our our main discussion of the bad batch we've got three episodes to discuss but as usual we're not going to be going super heavy and deep into these uh charlie do you want to read kind of like uh or just kind of refresh about yeah, like, what yeah, I'll, three I'll read it quickly is, you don't have to read the full synopsis but you can yeah th- you're right this is kind of sort of what we do over on code 47 i post this big long thing and then peter and Kay roll their eyes at me and i say well just give me the gist of it uh so anyway episode episode so we're in season two uh episode one is spoils of war uh came out on the first two episodes came out on january 4 uh the uh clones go to serrano the home of the late count dooku to uh, pull off a heist. Everybody loves a heist. It's very Ant-Man. Uh, it, pull off a heist of Count Dooku's massive war chest. That doesn't mean that he looked like you know Popeye or anything. It's money. It's stuff in chests. It's not him being like, uh, to help finance a future of their own. Um, you know, obviously things go wrong. They get there. The Empire's already stealing all the shit for the exact same reasons. Uh, so that, you know, there's a bit of a dust up. They're fighting. Um, I love the fact in this, obviously, that the Bad Batch uh, they are somewhat military pacifists. They don't kill the other clones. They stun them, which mm-hmm. also seems like a bad move tactically, but it's, it speaks to a different issue. But naturally, you know, uh, the team gets split up. Omega Tech and Echo get stuck inside one of these cargo containers that takes off, so they're dealing with that. And then Hunter and Wrecker are hanging on the outside, then they fall off and they land back in the castle. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they, they do some jumping around to try to get loose and then they escaped into the the ruined city so man oh man also fun episode that kicks off with them running from giant crabs on a uh on like a caribbean planet so that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool 
So yeah, fun, fun way to start. Yeah, fun way to start the season. I was definitely enthused by this first episode. Yeah, it was. I I loved how much they just jumped right into things, and it was mm-hmm. just like, hey, you can catch up on your own. Otherwise, like, just here you go. Let's let's do this. And and you know, uh, Omega's kicking some ass, and they're just they're just full into it. Like, you got to know the crew, and you got to just catch up because they're like you said, hit literally hitting the ground running on this crab planet. It's like, let's go. Um, yeah. And I, I do, I do like how we got the tales of the Jedi, which luckily we just covered and we just rewatched. So I think people who may have watched that back in November or October, whenever it dropped, like great to refresh because you got a little bit of like what, how Dooku got to where he ended up. And right. then now we're seeing like the war chest and so we're le- learning more and more of Dooku's backstory and getting him more of a, a, a well-developed character. And, and now we're kind of seeing like how the empire treated his, not, not only his war chest, but as we kind of keep going on with these, like Dooku was kind of right and people know right. it. And like, yeah. the you know, uh, what's the, the, um, I'm forgetting the the people that like basically they they, they tout him as a as a hero, the right. uh, the tech tech trade people. Oh, um, the, uh, the, the the trade feder- uh, the separatists, the trade federation. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. They, yeah, they they kind of like say you know he's kind of a, a hero, like the the empire killed him or whatever. Like no one really. He's a, mar- knew he's he was a murder. Sith. Yeah, he's murder. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, do I, I like the the Dooku thread kind of passing through this the the latest animated stuff? So. Um, yeah, pretty pretty great. Um, episode two kind of keeps going with that. Um, and you, you give us a, a, a synopsis of, of two and three, maybe there, Charlie. Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. Uh, oh no, you know what? I'm not gonna stick Kate with that. I'm sorry. Throwing <laughs> too many changes up. Uh, yeah. So the cargo container crashes down. Uh, obviously, um, our folks, you know, Omega Tech, uh, make it out. They meet a guy named. Uh, Romar uh, Adele, who is a local, and he's voiced by, I'm like, oh, I can't pick, the, pick that voice. It was uh, Hector Alonso, who mm. was, if you love the 1990 film Pretty Woman, he was the guy who worked in the hotel who helped Julia Roberts out. So there you go. There's a sneak for you, uh, because that's the way my brain works. But anyway, he takes them in, and he kind of gives them, like, you know, we're, you know, we're, the, we're, we're the, the Serrano or the Serranoites, and, you know, we want to preserve our culture, and, you know, we don't you know, and, and is still uh, Omega is like, well, if we steal this war chest, we'll share it with you. Just help us. And he's like, I don't want that. I want our culture back. That's the most important thing to me. Money is not going to get us really, really what we want. Um, so, the, you know, they, they continue to slug it out. Uh, uh, you know, Echo and Tech are helping her, you know, try to get uh, that. You know, they're trying to save her from trying to steal that back. And there's a great moment. There's a great uh Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade moment where she's hanging from a cliff and trying to reach something and we get a real Indiana let it go when he's trying to grab the Holy Grail. I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, so Hucker, you know, uh, Hunter and, and Wrecker also fight their self, fight themselves free. Everybody, uh, you know, reconnects and then they, they end up escaping with Romar's help. And then that Vice Admiral Rampart, so he's the bad guy that we saw, obviously, you know, he's the main big bad of this. We saw mm-hmm. him season uh-huh. uh and he shows up and he's talking with the local clone on the ground and he's like yeah, Wilco. yeah 
Yeah. So it was like, uh, it was Clone Force 99, huh? He's like, yeah, sure was. He's like, well, you know, I reported that they were dead. And if you report that they're not dead, it's going to kind of be like a black mark on my record. So you're not going to be able to do that. And Wilco's like, well, I'm not going to falsify a report. I'm just not going to do something like that. And Rampart shoots him in the face. Not cool. Uh, really proving himself to be the very Billy Zane and Titanic kind of one-layered villain. Yowza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot going on in this two-parter. That was, um, I, w- I-, I was really engaged. I was like, damn, because we got both of these, obviously, uh, Wednesday of last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, in April, I get up and watch our stuff first thing in the morning. So this was like the, this was, you know, tea and coffee and and guys getting shot in the face. That was, uh, that was our work. <laughs> Uh, but in like yeah. a fun animated fashion. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you know, and of course, because it's animated, you don't really see the guy get shot in the yeah. face, but it's just heavily implied as there's a blaster bolt and then there's a body that falls down a chasm. So, you know, draw your own yeah. conclusions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was, and I think pretty brutal. Yeah. And this, uh, like you said, this didn't uh, like pull any punches as far as the way that it started. And it was a nice kind of way to ease you back in from season two i'm or into season two because you know obviously we we ended with that really like epic scene um of like the water and them saving crosshair and then crosshair leaving and right Mm -hmm. so i think you start to see a little bit more of their individuality coming out like they've altered their uniforms a little bit more or their um their suits which is really really cool their armor omega seems like she's really coming into her own like you see her very competently using her bow um, and she's definitely pushing boundaries <laughs> and trying to be, you know, part of the bad batch, she's trying to be a badass, just like they are. Um, and she's, she seems like she's doing a really good job. And I really like the way that these did set up the idea that, you know, while I don't appreciate when people say like the Thanos was the right thing, I think the separatists did have a lot of really valid points as far as like, we shouldn't have to join this giant federation of planets if we don't want to, like, why is this starting a war just because we don't want to join your club. <laughs> right. Right. It's kind of like in, sorry, in Star Trek, like the Cardassians, the Maquis, and the yeah. whole rebellion. It's, it's, it's very, and which bleeds right back to the Rebel Alliance, the, the Rebel Alliance in, uh, in Star Wars proper. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so, before we get into episode three, because that goes off on a very different tangent, any, um, so we, we kind of like this overall, any like specific character moments in these episodes that stick out to you or like scenes, shots, things that you really like that really hooked you for these, these ones. Um, for me, it was, um, the, the, the training thing right off the front on the beach of like, okay, you need to remember your ship. So like there's one, one, one second, I'm going to go be a badass with my boat and like save the rest of the crew I'll and then right i'll back. keep on book learning mm-hmm. and it was like Fancy i love that learning. you know yeah, right. yeah. that o- omega's kind of getting like each of the clones in clone force 99 are manufactured for lack of a better term to be specialists in one area you've got you know wrecker with the the brawn you've got you know this the guy with the, you know it, it's like they all have that one specialty but they're all seemingly training omega to be everything mm-hmm. right the, you know, ja- the, and, the, the jane of all trades as it were yeah so mm-hmm. i i kind of love that that it's it's um you know you see like you know i guess clones 
have their accelerated growth and she doesn't. So there is going to be a point in the future where it's kind of going to be like TMNT's last Ronin kind of thing of like, there's one left and it's her, but she has like all the skills, all the weapons, all the whatever, you know, piecemealed armor I could even picture in the future of like all her fallen brother fathers, father, brother, donors, (laughs) Team donor, yeah. Uh, well, and it's and yeah. it possibly force sensitive because we still haven't had that really answered as far as like what she was manufactured for. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yes. Exactly. She's so, hopefully it's not going to turn out like Doll over on Prodigy, right, Kay? Wait. Oh, don't even start with me, Charlie. This is not Code Forty Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help. Why it. do you wound me like that? I mean, if you want to go off about have me go off about Prodigy versus Bad Batch, I can and I have. I, 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 I think I think we shan't. <laughs> so uh so what about you guys i in the, the first two episodes specifically anything that stood out to you is like yeah i'm instantly hooked back into this show i mean let's go. i think definitely like watching um omega be a badass with her bow because that's what i was waiting for through season one so just seeing her just right on the uptake be able to do that but i also really like the the um scene where they were trapped in the uh the cargo container mm-hmm. and like trying to figure out how to do that in the really creative mm-hmm. way that they would be like, okay, we're going to eject it. And then we're going to use the thrusters. So I thought that was like kind of a cool, like kind of scene of chaos. Mm-hmm. Totally. So- I also, you know, first of all, was grabbed by what we saw in the trailers with the crabs and okay the the crabs not being metaphorical but them actually being chased by crabs it seemed like a crazy dream or something but that was cool and and i'm glad we didn't stay too bogged down on the the you know i felt too much of season one got mired in the mission of the week and hey you guys got to go do this to make this money to do that and it's just mando certainly in the first season had that same issue hey so-and-so can help you with your thing but you got to help them with this other thing where you're you could get killed and make no money, and maybe you'll get the thing. Um, so I'm glad they 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 didn't uh, bag on that too much. Uh, we did get the return of um, Rhea Perlman's character, but we got a character voiced by Wanda Sykes. Wanda mm-hmm. Sykes, Wanda Sykes, you know what you likes. I mean, I I, I like loved that, her. That I, yeah, I loved her back when she was uh, part of Chris Rock's troupe back in the '90s with his old mm-hmm. show. So I've always been a fan. Um, but, uh, no, it was, it was great. I love, you know, I love an animated program that brings in real kind of ringers as, um, as voice talent. Like I said, Hector Elizano came into this. It was funny. I, I was, when I was trying to figure out if that was him, I was on IMDb and I went to the source page for episode two and there were four actors listed. There was the actor who was Omega. There was Hector Elizondo and Rampart and D Bradley Baker did every other voice because yep. it's all, <laughs> he's all the clones and he's all of the clone 99 guys. So mm-hmm. yeah, whatever good, they're paying him, it's not enough. I guess. Exactly. And, and he is also uh, the voice of Murph in prodigy back to prodigy again. <laughs> Why you gotta do that to me? Why you gotta do that to me, man? Uh, it's what I. It's what I. You do. cannot oh, oh. taint Bad Batch with Prodigy. That's not allowed. Oh my goodness! It's a. It's a war for the. It's this is the real Star War right here. This is this is the uh, this is me being taught. I will die on this hill. <laughs> you can you can come back before episode one forty five. We're you're you're redeeming yourself. Here. Earned, earned, stripes uh, stripes earned. Uh, <laughs> We got a, a full change of on on episode three that oh, focused wow. big time completely on, oh, yeah. on pretty much crosshair the the whole episode and showing how he's he's back in the empire he's kind of still a loner even with the other you see the other like you can't sit with us and they move tables 
and uh, he's just he's kind of alone. He's he's lost so much, and you kind of wonder if that's going to for me anyway, I kind of wondered if that was going to break him like, Oh, maybe the other guys were right. Maybe I was kind of a dick. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. And, and, you know, we see him go through this mission with commander Cody making a repeat appearance. Yay. It was great uh, because it was kind of like what happened with Cody. Where is he? And we found out. Cody was Mr. Order 66. He was the first guy to get on that conference call. Um, And I wanted to say this to the end, but but what you just said about Crosshair is going to lead me to saying, hold me now. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. (laughs) I couldn't help it. Sorry, Peter Cetera. Uh, (laughs) No one likes a Charlie joke as much as Charlie. (laughs) i love when you crack yourself up man it's the best Um, (laughs) i mean i'm I'm delightful what do you want from me (laughs) oh shit um so yeah we see at the end of this like full spoilers i mean if you haven't caught on that we're going full spoilers but like by the end of this they go through the mission that they're doing commander cody you see still has a heart he's starting to maybe i don't know if the chips are wearing off if there's something with, you know, maybe Cody's got a little bit of a, a defective chip or something, but you can still see that Cody is a good person that wants to come up with a diplomatic solution. He promised he wouldn't shoot the person. He promised, let's just put down our weapons. We can talk this through with uh, the, the, um, again, Ames? Um, yes, Ames, the, but, uh, they're the, on a planet, yeah, Desic, the, the which is, yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. We, we see them just kind of do that. And the, the, the empire guy is like, you know, like, no, shoot them. And it's like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. hold on, hold on. Oh, I promised reason. I right. wouldn't like, let's, right. let's talk this. And then crosshair, just stone cold killer, no redemption. Mm-hmm. Just see ya. Good soldiers right. follow orders. And Grattan is like, toss her up in the square. Let everybody see she's dead. I was like, God damn that's yeah. dark holy shit Useless. yeah, yeah. So really, i wonder really gone in quite a direction in this episode in, in this season just yeah, yeah. dark dark yeah. dark so i wonder if if cody's you know we're, we're gonna see more of cody we, we found out he deserts the empire right, right. yeah he went awol um right. so what happens after is he you know does he just disappear to the outer rim is he gonna join join clone force 99 is he gonna go find someone else is what's I, i'm very curious to see if this will right. follow anymore or maybe that's a spinoff that they're planning or something different like is it i mean that's a you- that's a great question because in rebels which is obviously 15 years after this or, or longer mm-hmm. we see that rex who we've seen last season because we already knew he was on his own hooks up with uh wolf and gregor and they're yep. on that planet where they're going around on the old at ATTT is that the the little walker thing? That with the squat walker. <laughs> yeah, the little squat walker. Yeah, and they're they're fishing. That's that's their gig. They're desert fishing, and then they eventually they hook up uh, with rebels. We know that uh, Rex becomes Grandpa, who we see uh, in Return of the Jedi. He's one of the rebel uh, rebel force commandos that you see on Endor um, with the big beard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. What happens to, to Cody? Does he run with them for a while and he doesn't make it? Does he take off? I mean, does he get out of the life altogether? And he, you know, does the old trope of, you know, he leaves the war behind and he settles down on a backwater somewhere and has a, he becomes a moisture farmer. 
becomes he's on Tatooine because you know everybody ends up on Tatooine. It's the only planet in that galaxy. Yep. No matter what your map says, you are still mm-hmm. on Tatooine, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. It's like Hotel California. Oh my God! Yes, you can check out, but you can never leave. <laughs> yeah, I I'm very curious to see if if we pick up more of the Cody story or if that has to wait. So yeah. Um, and I thought the, um, cause the title of the episode was the solitary clone and mm-hmm. you watch it first thinking that it's going, they're going to be talking about crosshair cause it's going through with crosshair and you see him ostracized repeatedly by the different clones. But at the same time, you're also seeing this kind of ostracization and like continual solitariness of Cody as he's struggling to figure out where his place is now as well, when he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be following these orders. And I do wonder if maybe it's something with the chips where, yes, the chip was there to trigger that they would follow order 66, but I'm not sure if it was long-term programming. And so now they're trying to cope with the fact that they killed all of their friends and these people that they've been working with. Yeah. For, for so long. And you start to see kind of this juxtaposition with both of them trying to manage what they've done. And we're, you know, Crosshair is kind of doubling down on it. And he's like, no, this is it. We're following orders. But he also maybe ends the episode trying to determine, because I think him and Cody, don't they have a conversation about like how, what makes them different than the drones that they were fighting, than the clankers at this point? Because Mm -hmm. if they're just following orders, why do they need to be people? And I think that that's really going to be the thing that kind of sits with Crosshair for a while. Mm. Yeah. I have to say as much as you want to like hate crosshair through this episode of like, you know, especially with the the stone cold killing at the end, Mm -hmm. that shot where he's just like, give me a line of sight and he bounces it off those little reflector coins. Oh my word. That was the staircase. It was like, Holy Absolutely shit. phenomenal. That entire that was, fight scene, like on. that, right. yeah, that entire fight scene was probably one of like I would say maybe one of the best ones I've seen in an animated series. It was wow, hell yeah. I mean, just not including lightsabers. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. right. It, it, it completely non Jedi kind of said. Yeah, that was that was Rambo crossed with Terminator crossed with Commando mm. crossed mm-hmm. with throw out Cobra, uh, which was <laughs> another Stallone movie, and uh, uh, Chuck Norris, and uh, all of it. Yeah, pretty amazing. Chuck Norris um, Force. <laughs> which, I mean, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll get into the, the Clone Force 99 uh, to action, 90s action movie or 80s action movie stars. Uh, <laughs> I guess we could. There's probably some direct correlation there with a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how are you guys, we're, we're three episodes in, how are you feeling so far with this season compared to the first? I mean, I, I would say I'm super energized, you know, my, and, Katie, you're the number one fan. I'm not going to put that down. I like people loving what they love. And plus, I don't want you to stab me with something. I know I'm going to see you soon. And you might be like, hey, how you doing? Oh, that's what you talk about. Bad batch. Um, but Maybe. the first season for me, it dragged a little bit. It kind of turned into scam of the week. And we're going to go do this thing and blah, blah. But this... Um, much like the first season, which started out super strong because, you know, the first season it interjected, uh, you know, Caleb, Caleb Dune's story, which, you know, eventually bled into Rebels and you kind of saw how his story started. Mm-hmm. This was definitely engaging you from the jump, but I think episode three in particular shows you that 
you know, th- the shits is very dark. There, there's no hope right now. Everybody's struggling. The rebellion is years away or people are still talking about it in, in hushed closets. And, and there's no, there, there, there really is no hope for anybody. And you're just really starting to see that, you know, Palpatine is asserting himself uh, in a way that's, that's terrifying. And he's still got a clone army that doesn't question what he wants until they do. Mm-hmm. And this is where you see, so it makes me really wonder, was the real muscle behind the rebellion in the beginning, were they ex-clones? Were they clones who, like you said, you know, everybody's chipped and it makes it sound like it's, you know, it, it's your poodle. Everybody's chipped or it's your cat. You know, everybody was chipped to behave in a certain fashion. But what if those chips were no joy? What if the, uh, what if the Kaminoans designed them to be defective because they didn't trust the Jedi or they didn't trust what they were doing? Um, and you know, what, oh, here, oh, here's not, here's another conspiracy theory. What if the chips were designed to fail if the Republic or whomever it is turned on the Camille wins and wiped them out? Maybe, maybe, mm. yeah, maybe there was a final, like, okay, you know, the, the guys, yeah, if the we don't press this button every 10 yeah. minutes, yeah, it's, right, <laughs> it's like lost. Yeah. If you don't type in six, four, 18, 27 and 32, uh, but yeah, what if there one Camino who was like, glub, 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 glub click and then mm. all the chips started to fizzle yeah there well, there's potential there, i mean yeah, yeah. There, there's there's my cons- there's my conspiracy theory thanks for coming <laughs> to my ted talk <laughs> uh katie what do you think uh you're yeah the big I, fan i'm a big fan yeah and i like how this series seems to have taken um a much more serious tone i feel like i'm watching later clone wars series or mm. later rebels series Um, or seasons where you're really seeing the struggle that comes with war. Like it's having those real world impacts. There's a lot of stuff going on where, you know, a lot of season one was the bad batch dealing with the fact that they had betrayed the, betrayed the empire. And now it seems like they're dealing with becoming founding members, possibly of building up the rebellion where they're starting to have these moments of, well, what are you doing if you're not helping, like in it's, right. it's a great, it's that great commentary of, you know, if you're not actively opposing, you know, fascism and, you know, the enemy that's, you know, the oppressor, then that means that you are helping the oppressor. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be a great thing to kind of continue to see, especially with Omega being very active and being like, no, we should do something. Um, and kind of being the moral push for the rest of the group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where, uh, where, so where, where do you think the, the first three episodes we've seen kind of that setup of, of already, which is wild that it's only three episodes, but where do you think this season is, is headed overall? Okay. Uh, um, I think that it's going to start setting up more with the rebellion and you're going to start seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the bad batch start to evolve from being just, you know, defective clones to, actually taking a part in fighting the overall um, empire. I would like to see more um, possibly with Omega. I mean, maybe it's going to be something where something happens to Omega, where we start finding out what she was actually created for. And that might be the crux that ends up kind of pushing them over the edge to see what happens. I'm still curious. I can't really say, I think what they're going to do with Crosshair, Um, whether or not it's going to be something where, you know, he, kind of has a break and just decides that he's just going to let the world burn 
or if it's going to be something where he kind of doubles down because his entire identity is wrapped in being a soldier and watching that fall apart. Yeah. It could break him. Yeah. Awesome. There was something I'm just trying to quickly look it up there. There was something about like this tying into Mandalorian. I mean, there's the, the, hold on, here we go. Uh, according to SFX magazine, Star Wars, Bad Batch supervising director and executive producer, Brad Rao, R A U. I want to say raw Rao. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> talked about the in- upcoming installment specifically teasing that it could c- explore the connection between itself and the Mandalorian uh, stated in the interview um, that Nala says meeting with a cloning expert who was sporting the same uniform as the Mandalorians. Dr. Pershing was not a coincidence and that the show mm-hmm. will get into that. Really? And I did see obviously Pershing listed as a main character in right. So, or season oh. three. Yeah, you know that actually makes a lot of sense because if they were trying to create a force-sensitive clone, and maybe right. it wasn't working, so then they started trying to find force-sensitive creatures to clone. Right, mm-hmm. right, because that's all they were. Yeah, that's all they were really. They yeah, were because that's. To, I mean, because his, they're trying like, to explain yeah, Palpatine coming right. back. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going the extra distance. All right. Well, let me give you my two cents on uh, where I think we're going this season, and I'm going to borrow a little bit from um, something that happened in the in the Star Wars comics, which you know, in Volume Two, they're now on Volume. No, excuse me, Volume One of the current incarnation of the main line. Uh, there was a time, and it was just prior to, uh, to the Empire Strikes Back, where you know, the rebel fleet was all assembled. They had this ally that was going to bring, you know, a bunch of people to the table and it was a huge bait and switch. It, it was a setup to put them in front of the empire. And then like 80% of the rebel fleet was wiped out. People were killed. My mm. biggest fear is it's going to be kind of the same thing. More, more clones defect to the bad batch's side. They start to build up a real rebellion. Uh, and then somebody like crosshair does them a double sneak and most of the clones get killed. That that's what I'm afraid of, I'm afraid, because the season has already tilted so dark that mm. I think that would be kind of the dark, you know, kind of the darkest timeline, um, for for how to end things to to end things. Yeah, I'm really curious how long they can go without us losing at least one of the clones, one of the Bad Batch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you I, I kind don't, of don't you put that on me, Bobby Joe. We. <laughs> You guys, you, you don't even want to know. I, I told Todd we were winding down because we hadn't recorded it, and he had something mm-hmm. nasty to say about the Bad Batch. I'm not even going to read it. I saw it on my watch. Todd! So ignore him completely. He, he's, um, he's, he's so rude, I swear. Before, before we wrap up, I have to ask, because personal favorite of mine, Gunji, is making an appearance. We've seen him in the trailers. Yes, yes. That amazing green lightsaber that is probably... Yes my favorite all-time lightsaber design with the the wood and just it's it's friggin' perfect given like, to him by david Tennant. Just, yep <laughs> just Somehow, so he beat so it in popped out of the tardis um, oh my gosh it is it is amazing and and i can't wait to see that so are there any cameos either that you know that are coming or that you would love to see in this season if you know you you're you're writing it who who would you write in Rex. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll Rex. I want Rex. More Rex. More I Rex. Wanna, I want to oh. see your boy Cameron Monaghan as a young man. Uh, oh, Charlie. Because, because we already know. We already know his fate. Oh, did I steal yours? Yes. My bad. Well, no. then we can. Oh, we can I was going to say. You just, you just said the one thing that 
like would make me be like Gunji who? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, found who did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. T- throwing out Gunji like yesterday's th- right in the bin, mm-hmm. mate. Right in the bin. Well, yeah. I mean, because we've oh, seen yeah. um, uh, Cal Kestis in obviously in his video game form. Uh, you see that he's like he's he, you know he's the actor you know photocopied. You've seen uh, Cameron Monaghan on stage with me at your Game Awards a couple of months ago in in yep. uniform in 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 character. With the uh, yeah. So yeah, so why not toss him into this 3D world and and have him be a part of this and he'd be a young man or what about putting him together with Caleb and maybe the two of them are buddies somehow and maybe they do an episode where they they're they're a buddy team but they get split up somehow different ideologies something like that. I don't know. But I I, I could see the two of them being something kind of kind of dynamic. You know, for, for, for a cameo, not to, for something necessarily ongoing. Yeah, I'd need to see, and maybe they help him get to the Junker planet. Because when, I mean, Fallen Order starts, we see him, basically it seems like he's been hiding out on this, like, Braca or whatever it's called, the, the Junk planet for quite a while. So I don't know the time stretch in between there where, like, could he have had too many adventures? You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's really trying to keep it low. So... But I would love maybe like the Bad Batch helped him get there or mm-hmm. something like that. Like that would be a cool like that would be a really cool through line. Yeah, like, yeah, um, that'd be neat. That I, I love that answer, Charlie. Thank you. That was you've you've got the wheels turning. I I need my the, the droid fan fiction, and then I need this to happen. This mm-hmm. is yeah. this is my yeah yeah new Star Wars dreams for me for sure. Excellent. <laughs> Good deal. Yes. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. Kay, thanks for joining us once again. We definitely have to have you back very, very soon. Not <laughs> yes. you, You've redeemed yourself through this episode, so it's yeah. not going to be like Sorry I shit all over your ships. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I'm, that's I'm, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry I broke up your Black Panther party. Oh, that was just a different Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have you, if we do like a pre-Ahsoka, if we do like Best of Ahsoka, you're in. You're in, you're in there. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, um, I would say you can always have me on for more Bad Batch. I'm always, yeah. I'm always happy to talk about Bad Batch. Oh, good. We'll, we'll bring, we'll bring Todd back too. Uh, wait, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> okay, can you, uh, can you let people know where they can find you on the internet? And, and yeah, you can find me on Twitter at QT Geek. That's Q underscore T Geek. And then I'm on Counter Social at K Quinn. Awesome. And yeah, of course, on. with, with Charlie and, and doing, Things on on, the, on Secret the, Friends Unite the, the, uh, podcasts the, the, all the time. The trickery, exactly. Well, you can find me uh, as always uh, on Twitter at the C three. Go ahead and spell it out. I'm on some other socials as well. Mostly, I hang around our Discord, uh, bringing bringing fun news and chatting with people. Uh, my lovely wife April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, of which Kay is a member. She's our she's our premier lower decker ensign. Uh, we are a chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club. You can find us uh, at a website of that name and across socials all over. We would love to have you on board. We even take in people who love Star Wars because you know what? Loving Star Wars, loving Star Trek have absolutely nothing to do with each other. You find, if you feel differently, meet me in that alleyway out there. I'll, ha- I'll be the guy with the lightsaber because that's dumb. And the phaser. And the but phaser. They, <laughs> but they both have star in the name and you can't like more than one thing that has no, star in the name. Exactly. Obviously. Everybody knows that. That's in the Bible somewhere. It's in the back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you can find me everywhere at the underscore Canardian, except on Hive, where I'm just Canardian, and uh, as Charlie said, always hanging out in the Secret Friends Unite Discord group. Woohoo! All right, friends. As always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking, not trucking. 
very close, Charlie. You're on thin ice, sir. <laughs> May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, wherever you go, go boldly. Yeah. Oh, ending. There we go. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening. <laughs>